Welcome to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. You're here with Kramer and Greg, and we've got some uh, interesting tidbits to end the week on here. I'm starting off with Third Web, which raised $24 million at $160 million valuation from Han Ventures, Shopify, and Coinbase for its Web3 de- development kit. So Third Web has created a development toolkit to make it easier to build and launch Web3 products, such as blockchain games, NFTs, DAOs, marketplaces, and more or less everything else. They're planning on using the funding in three or four different areas. The first is to further enhance its developer toolkit in areas like smart contracts, decentralized logins, and publishing tools. Second, they want to expand support for a wider array of blockchains. And third, they want to bring on more users and grow its team through both hiring and potentially acquisitions. So ThirdWeb's only been live for about nine months right now, but they already have right around 55,000 developers building a range of games, DAOs, NFTs, and kind of the same things I listed earlier. And on top of that, they have 150,000 smart contracts that have been deployed across six different blockchains. So my second point earlier where they want to expand support for a wider array, I mean, in nine months, they're already across six different blockchains. So they're doing good work so far, I would say. And while Coinbase and ThirdWeb have been working together already, Shopify is an interesting investor as they might use ThirdWeb's toolkit to introduce Web3 products to either complements or within their Shopify-powered storefronts. Um, the interesting quote I have here before I toss it over to you, Greg, is the surprising thing is that the builders have continued to build. Our weekly growth activity hasn't slowed down and has continued to increase. Our hypothesis has been that although there are fluctuations, people who are building projects in the long term will continue regardless of the crypto or macro outlook. So in short, the builders keep building regardless of the price and, uh, you know, It'll be interesting to see where they're at in a couple of years, seeing all they've already done in nine months. Greg, what do you think here? Um, I mean, yeah, I think that's a great sentiment is builders are going to keep building and giving them tools to be able to build stuff quickly, easily, and not have to have maybe that super deep knowledge of the blockchain, but being able to use these other companies that already have that knowledge and leverage that so that they can quickly get their ideas off the ground and built. I think that's a great, it's a great thing. And I mean, it seems like there's a lot of other companies that are interested in investing in this. Uh, one thing I thought was really interesting is that it said projects are collectively generating about $1.5 million in revenue weekly, but third web is currently not getting any of that because right now all of their stuff is free. There's no charges and there's no commissions. So that's something where it'll be interesting to see. I'm assuming they're going to kind of start doing some commissions or charging because i mean they have to make money somehow right so it'll be interesting to see if people stay with them or if they try to go to another you know free service um if how sticky their service actually is yeah and i guess i mean that's the main thing for all of these newer companies i mean even us talking about our newsletter internally trying to figure out you know what how long you go I mean, all of these major companies that are getting funding, it's how can you get the most customers off of the rip and then how can you retain those customers as you start monetizing their usage? But I mean, in the same vein with the wallets, as we were talking about with Swiss, how, you know, these DeFi wallets and mobile wallets are coming out and getting funded nonstop. Web3 development toolkits 
are right alongside in that, I think, riding one and two in, you know, outside of NFTs in the most money, at least that I've seen being invested into like a particular segment, like everybody. And I love to see it because, you know, I feel like last wave it was NFTs and DeFi. And now they're trying to figure out how to get basically build the tools for the web two companies and the legacy companies to move into the web three arena, which is more or less what is needed more than anything else. So I like seeing, you know, where we're headed um, and it'll be cool to see how these help and the partnerships that are formed, you know, they're working third webs, working with Shopify and Coinbase. But, you know, as we go through the next couple of years, I'm assuming almost every major Web2 company is going to be looking into how to profit uh, from Web3. So, yeah, well, and not even I mean, yes, obviously profit, but also just move into Web3. I mean, every that's where people are going. So, like you said, I mean, we got if Shopify is going to start doing that, that's, I mean, a huge company with a, a web presence and all the different Shopify powered storefronts like if that that's a that's a huge get right there. Um, I did see also they said that some of their enterprise customers are paying a fee. So that could be another route they go where they try to mainly just charge enterprise. And then for like the retail, it's more of a a free product that they can use. Um, so there, yeah, there's a lot of different ways they can make money off of it. I think it's, it's good to kind of yet see that projects are generating revenue while using this product. So it, it's showing that it is a, there's a product market fit there and there are people using it. And now it's just a matter of how can you monetize it? All right, uh, let's move on to Bitcoin Depot. Uh, they are a leading Bitcoin ATM operator and they are going to become a publicly traded company uh, via a SPAC, um, a special acquisition company um, called GSR Acquisition Corporation. They're basically a blank check company that comes in and buys private companies to take them public. Um, so Bitcoin Depot is the leading ATM operator of Bitcoin ATMs in North America. They have about 7,000 kiosks located in 47 of the states and nine of the Canadian provinces. Um, they offer uh, withdrawals. Um, you can do Bitcoin checkout where you can use cash directly to you at checkout counters. Um, yeah, they're basically, they're, they're one of the largest Bitcoin ATMs and they're looking to kind of continue expanding that role. Um, I've never really used a Bitcoin ATM before. I, I guess I see the, some of the advantages of it, but also it'll be interesting to see how this kind of expands as it becomes easier and easier to buy cryptocurrencies online. I don't really, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, how this will go forward. Um, but this is a large acquisition and a pretty large um, company, and they do a lot of volume. They did $1.2 billion of transaction volume since 2016, um, and they are net income of $6 million. So they are making money while they're doing it. Um, yeah, what did you think about this one? Yeah, so, I mean, a couple of things. The first uh, thing I want to say is a quote that was from uh, Gus Garcia, who's the co-CEO of GSRM. Um, he said, with BTC Depot's significant footprint, key strategic relationships, and feature-rich mobile app, we believe BTC Depot is well-positioned to take advantage 
of the highly fragmented market, both domestically and overseas. So something here similar to the last uh, article I was talking about is, you know, strong relationships with retailers or kind of older legacy companies. So I think BTC Depot right now is in a ton of Circle Ks throughout the United States, which they kind of frame as the way for helping pave the future growth. And like you were saying, I'm not really sure how many people actually use, you know, the Bitcoin ATMs inside gas stations or grocery stores or wherever else. I would like to see, you know, the agreement with Circle K. Like, I, I want to know the percentages because as we talked about offline, you know, I typically try to at least touch the screen at Bitcoin ATMs to see what the price is every time I see one. And I mean, we're at least seeing 15 to 25% premium on like the low end of the price going back two or three years now to when I was back in Denver. So I'm not really sure who is using these when, you know, most of the population is either neo-banking, meaning mobily and not going into a physical branch or like, I, I, I just don't get how this is a better solution than just buying straight from Coinbase for, you know, your Aunt Karen or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, So I would want to dig in more as we were talking about, I wanted to download the app, but with all the, you know, K when it's know your customer and AML laws, I didn't want to have to go through all that just to check out the UI. But, um, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely a good partnership. I'll be interested to see what their pricing does once they get publicly listed which I think they're expecting to close the deal by end of Q1 and 23. But um, no, I mean, definitely, definitely cool to see, you know, it's just another step forward. Yeah. So I will say to the um, point of offering transactions, they did deliver $623 million of revenue last year um, from June 30th, 2021 to June 30th, 2022. So they are, I mean, people are using them and I think it's a matter of being, the first mover and having this like network set up, like you said, whereas then when they can transition into maybe offering, like right now they offer Bitcoin, Ethereum and Litecoin. So it's a pretty limited offering you have right now where if they could expand to offer other coins, offer other services within there, but they already have all of these ATMs set up and all of this partnership set up. So they have, and like you said, they already have AML, uh, know your customer, bank secure. They have all of this compliance already set up, so they're ready to kind of take advantage of this. So it's a good base they have, and I think that there's a lot of opportunity there for growth if they can kind of, like you said, get those fees down and maybe make it more attractive for people who actually buy crypto a lot to use these ATMs. My bad. I was muted. So, I mean, yeah, who knows? Maybe one of the, you know, hot mobile wallets coming to fruition over the next year or two partners with BTC Depot and makes it even easier to just send it straight to your wallet, your mobile wallet. And then you can, you know, go to the gas station and buy gas or, you know, whatever else you need. But I don't, I don't know. Like I said, it's, uh, nobody really knows where it's headed, but it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, well, and I definitely think this is something where it's it's one or two companies are going to because you need that um you need that stability reach and that like mm-hmm. 
large market share to probably even make money on this. So I feel like it's going to be one or two companies that are kind of going to take over. And and this seems to be the leading one right now. I mean, 7,000 kiosks in 47 states and nine provinces, that's a pretty large presence they have at the moment. Yeah, it's nothing to, uh, to bat your eye at. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. I think we're about time. We appreciate everybody listening in. From uh, Kramer and Greg, we hope you have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next week on Daybreak Crypto. Happy Friday. Have a good one. You too.